Hello. And welcome to the Lovies Podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I'm your hostess, Allison. And this is our dog in the background, Lovey Puppy. Yes. And we're here to talk about relationships. Even though we've never been in one. Oh my gosh. Let's get into it. All right. We're here. And the clink, clink, clink. You may hear from. You may hear from clink, clink, clink. You may hear from glasses is our water because we yes. are severely de- 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 dehydrated. Dehydrated. It is hot it's, these nights. It is hot in the I'm, desert I'm, of California. We are being considerate by not having the AC on right now. Even we are. Though, even though we were considerate enough to have the dog in the room. So yeah, either way, and, there will be oh, an inconvenience. And poor Ryan, he's a little bit more snorkel wacky than usual because it's allergy season for the poor pug in question. It's allergy season. And he's just all sorts of... Goobler. For El Gubanzo. He's goobly Oh my goodness. Goobly dude. Mm-hmm. He has boogers so out the wazoo. It's out the woozoo. And he has some sort of infection going on. Well, he has this little blanket, so I'm uh, hoping he'll be satisfied. He'll be that. satisfied. Well, first order of business, I want to get into Happy really quick. New Year. <laughs> I just want to say this so it is immortalized forever on some sort of platform because <laughs> I know we will go back and we will listen to this one day. If not because we're super famous, because <laughs> we enjoy listening to whatever. Walking down memory lane, perhaps? I just want everyone to know that my standing thruple has left town. I am no... The, I, my name's Emily Green, and this is my thruple and story. I, and and I was part of a thruple. This is my story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. And you can call yourself part of a thruple. I had a standing invitation to join, to be a thruple. You can't join a thruple. You make the thruple, you know? Like, yeah. I'd be the third. I'd be the ruffle. I'd be the thruple you'd be the, part. You'd be the, you'd be the th- I'd be the, the third part. They're the yeah. upple. Yeah. So I my standing my bartender bartender, bartender. is in Arizona. Uh, he though. left. My bartender left. Bartender. Oh, he picked a fine time to leave me. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm no longer part of the bartender. <laughs> And if you don't know what a thruple is, which I'm assuming everyone knows what a thruple is, it's quite awful. And now I would never actually be a part of it, but I had the opportunity. And now my opportunity. But I'm glad that I can undermine your entire couple structure with my good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, him and his bujera left. His bujera! Yes, that was the thruple. That was the ruffle. That was the thruple. That was the the upper part. Yes. So I just want it to be known now, I'm free again, men, for ladies. other thruple opportunities. <laughs> other thruple opportunities, and now I have a blank space, and I want to write your name. <laughs> and I'll write your name. All of these song references today. Okay, but now we're going to wow, get into funny. sort Let's of... Let's get into that. Yeah, we're going to get into sort of a less complicated situation. Thruples yeah. are sort of a mess. Is it? Is it? Well, they are a mess, but yeah. they're just... A magnification of what it takes to be a couple and then doing it twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like, you know what? Having a relationship is just too easy. Too, too easy. easy. Where's that from? That's from oh. Coraline. That is from Coraline. And it, so it's like, oh, let's... Sir, the president is calling I, I love this dog. So let's just make it super confusing and so fucked up. It only makes sense if you're on drugs. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But there you have it. What what would I know about being in a throuple? I was just only invited to be in one, but okay. Anyways, so this is the thing. This is the point. We're going to be talking about serving your spouse. Serving. And what does that look like in today's context? Yeah, what does that look like in today's context? Because we were out to dinner with a friend. Yeah. And oh, I was like tonight. No, no just me not you. tonight. <laughs> I know we went out. We we treated ourselves to date night. <laughs> to date night, yes, yes. You know, what? date night. Catching is up on the week, even though Emily tells me everything every second of the day. <laughs> but tonight, but it's I nice. retained it's it. It's nice to do it in a public setting and pretend people are listening to the, the drama. Because well, people life. are listening to the drama. I know. Life. I know they're listening. Snorkel whack. I know. So, anyways, poor Ryan. He needs a Benny. He needs a Benny and a ready? stiff drink. Ready? I want to spank him. You just got to spank him up a tea. Okay, stop it. Anyways, so. <laughs> okay, stop it. Like, we're out I know, of time. Because, because we we do, like, doggy talk. And, we do too much doggy talk. And talking. it's, like, only entertaining if you're with the dog. We're, they're not with this cute animal. Well, you know what? I'm sorry, but my relationship with this dog is in real time. And if <laughs> I could lose my relationship with my child if I don't give him attention when he asks for it. I know. It's not my fault that you happen to be here during those moments where he desperately needs the attention. I know, his poor face. Okay, oh. okay, okay, okay. See, we're serving this dog. Okay, so basically this is what happened. He's we like, were put in. I know. We were out on... Um, you know, yeah, we were out to dinner out. with a friend and we were talking because there's this woman in our lives that we both know and she has like a really great marriage and we were talking about how much we admire that marriage. Oh, and she's like, I really want to have a marriage as good as them. Like, what what can I do to like? And then like she's thinking like, oh, maybe a mama's boy, somebody more tender hearted, someone nicer, well, someone quieter. Well, obviously if you listen to mom tart, you would know why mama's boy ain't the move. You would know why mama's boy ain't the move. And so I had said, well, and then she's talking about her parents and sort of the juxtaposition of their relationship to this couple who has a very good, solid foundation. And I was saying... Well, like, when was the last time you saw your mother serve your father? Yeah. And, like, kind of everybody, including myself, was stunned at the table, I'd say. Yeah. Because we always expect men to serve women, but we never think to Because women yeah. serve men because there's that really big stigma in the Bible where it's like, oh, like, in Christianity, like, women only serve men. But it's like, really think about the last time a woman actually served a man. Yeah. And then it's like, and then what do we talk about in all these previous episodes? Like, with feminism and with what society tells you and what people are publishing and writing about and talking about and posting about. And it's like, it sounds like a lot of self-serving and not a lot of serving of others, just in general. Like, you're not even serving your friends is what it's kind of sounding like. It's like, if you can't even serve your friend, if you can't even serve your family, then how are you ever and not serving your friends then how are you ever going to get to the point of serving your significant other yeah it's like not going to happen and so it's really interesting because it's like in both of our situation i could probably say i don't know for sure but it's like we both they i would say her parents and our parents the man is more you know the father the husband is more dominant dominant and maybe more angry but the woman the mother the wife like antagonizing is antagonizing and she also is unrelenting too like yeah. if the father yells the mother yells like yeah. if the wife yells the husband yells and it's not like it's like in this couple that we both admire that we all admire like if the husband yells the wife is going to listen 
She's not going to react emotionally. Yeah. She's not going to take it personally. She's going to be like, why are you yelling? What has made you get to this point? And how can we defuse okay. the situation? Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. Sir, we are in a studio setting. And you are going to upset the public. <laughs> you are going to. So I'm please so... don't have your weird Well, you know what? I'm just going to take his. No, because he's going to go crazy. Yeah, I know. And he's going to go out and be crazy. He's out now. Or disappeared. You're gonna hear him like bang down the door in literally T minus thirty seconds. I'm counting right now. No, don't from eight oh five thirty seconds. Okay, but maybe we just are really quiet. I don't think we left. No, we're here. <laughs> it's almost time. Time's almost up for him. I know. But anyways, so oh eight sixteen was the time officially. <laughs> so I was incorrect. My bad. Couldn't even get to eight thirty five or whatever it was. But essentially. They, we were talking about, well, I will get him. I, <laughs> Talk about what we were talking about. <laughs> guys, guys, pay for us to have a studio. <laughs> it is on your back. Sir. Walking in here like you didn't even do nothing. No. Like it wasn't yet. kicking up a fuss. Okay, play. Emily, what were you saying? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, essentially... Essentially, sit there and look pretty. (laughs) Sit. He almost did it. I know. Okay, good boy. Stay for the rest of the hour. Okay, so essentially we were talking about how, um, well, the woman is antagonizing. And it's like really when you're having a situation, and not always is it personal. And I think that's the thing that people forget a lot of the time is that they take it personal, whether it's the male or the female, whoever it is. Like, if the man is yelling at the woman, and then the woman yells back, they're both taking it personally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now he's taking it personally that she's treating him that way, and she's already taken it personally that he's even treating her that way. And yeah. I think there's this, like, because I think our friend at dinner maybe thought, like, we had thought before, because I know I've definitely thought it before, but it's, like, this idea that, we like, the key to a good marriage is a good man. And that's such a lie. It's such a lie. Beca- and that's, like, a very nice... But it's not... Well, un- you know what? You know what? Here's the key to a good marriage. Fight. One. Rule number one. Being able to compromise. Two. Finding someone who is able to compromise. That is the key to a good marriage. Because, obviously, there's no good perfect man... No one who can read your mind. No beautiful mama's boy who will respect a woman all of a sudden just because he likes his mom. No. It's very unlikely. Yeah. Like, you need to be able to compromise. You need to find someone who's going to compromise. And you need to be able to find someone who's not a perfect person, but who you can work together with in order to make each other better. Exactly. That's what you need. That's exactly. And I think, like, it's very naive and I think it's very singular-minded to think that the key to a good marriage is the partner being good. Yeah, like, is that the person you haven't met yet being the answer to all your issues? Yeah, and I think, because it's like, I you definitely can't put thought, that on them. No, you can't. And we like, all think that. Yeah. Like, even when I have my fake fantasies of famous people, like, that's yeah. what I think. I know, well, because I always thought, when, like, seeing our parents and, like, growing up and, like, if and they had any issues, I was just thinking, I'd be the best version of myself and I'm going to find a person Who's not? Who's going to also be their best version all the time? Yeah, and like we're just that's like what it's going to be, but that's not true, and that's not possible because I'm not always going to be the best version, and it is compromising and coming together. Yeah, in those moments, and that means dying to yourself. And I know I think we've touched on dying to yourself before, but I don't think we've really gotten into it. 
But dying to yourself is really how you serve anybody. It's not just the significant other. It's your family. It's your friends. It's your coworkers. It's everybody, really, that you come into contact with. You have to... That's like the ego dying, I think. Yeah. No. To put it in a new age terms, but it's really dying to yourself is what it is in the biblical sense, which is really where everything stems from. Yeah, everything stems from the biblical. Yeah, from the biblical from sense. From the Jesus book. <laughs> from the Jesus book, yes. <laughs> but I think, like, today's society, it doesn't really teach you how to serve people, and that's such a disservice. I think that's so sad that we talk about so much about our comfort and what we desire and our moods and our, like, our stasis It's all like the time. we're so focused on self, but it's like if a million people are focused on the self and we're refusing to compromise to the people who are focused on themselves, yeah, like that is too complicated. But then it like also goes back because when I meet a guy, okay, like I was just telling you this last weekend, like with the bartender guy. It's a like, bartender. Yes, bartender. It's like we had, we had hit it off and like everything was, listen, I was never going to be with this bartender guy. Yeah. I wanted to just be known. But, like, we did have good chemistry, obviously. And it's, like, when you meet a good person, like, you're generally, like, I really have good chemistry with you. I really vibe with you. If, like, I was to pursue this, like, maybe we could have something there. But then people, I think, get scared because where's the conflict? Where's the fighting? Yeah. You know, like, I feel like there always has to be some sort of, like, some something that's antagonizing because then they're, like, okay. But I think a relationship like, even if you're with a person that's really good, I think relationship itself is, like, it's antagonizing. Yes. I would, I mean, people piss you off all the time, like, naturally. Like, look at Melissa Gorga and Joe Gorga. Like, you don't know them already in the anger you. Imagine knowing them and being able to pinpoint what you I know, but, like, Melissa them. and Joe Gorga. Yeah. Like, they both have such a good relationship, but their fa- his family destroys it. Trash. You know? His family is the worst. She is a lovely wife. She's a go. lovely wife. But <laughs> see, and it's like they have they would have no problems. Like they're nice to each other. They serve each other. They listen to each other. They fight like a normal couple would. Yeah. But it's like like the world will try to try to destroy it enough, which is so interesting to me that people feel the need to have conflicts within the relationship all the time. Yeah. And it's well, because like, life is boring without conflict. Think about it. You know what this is really good because we were talking about kids' books and stuff and like the plots of kids books because it's like in a book you have to have a conflict that you have to resolve you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like a lot of these kids book like conflict is like divorce and shit Mm -hmm. no i mean so it's like divorce cancer very drama like even in real life like we're constantly looking for a conflict to overcome in a weird way but the conflict is never with ourselves it's with someone who antagonizes us i know and so it's like very sorry i don't know why you're out of breath He's breathing heavily. Yes. And so it's like, it's interesting that it's like, we constantly have to find problems with other people and issues with others instead of maybe being like, how's it, like, how am I feeling? I know. And you know what I think is so interesting is a lot of the books that I would read growing up, because there were those books, but now you go to the young adult section or like the middle grade section, I guess. I don't really know how they're broken up. It's, anymore. it's, um, they're broken up. It's basically. young, young adult fiction. I yeah. Young or adult maybe fiction. it says teen fiction. I know. Cause when I used to is hang this out. more distracting? No. Yes. This is more distracting. Okay, sir. Give me a minute. I know. Okay. Okay. 
Well, because when I used to hang out in the stacks of borders. Yeah. Okay. Love borders. Have a receipt Love from there. Love borders. Um, Rip. <laughs> they organized it. Like, all of it was young adults, but now they're, like, breaking it up a little bit more. That's why I don't really get it. But, um, but a lot of the books that I would read, it would be about, like, chiclet, like, you know, rom-com type. Like, the girl likes the guy, and they're all nervous. And then there'd be a few, like, weird ones, like... Like, Pretty Little Liars, they had yeah. that, like, the w- girl when it was, like, gay, but, like, she's not. I don't really know what she is. And then um, there's, like, one where maybe, like, it was mostly divorce. There was nobody having cancer. Like, there <laughs> yeah. was nobody like, dying cancer of cancer. Their sexuality, and then maybe. it's, yeah, there was no, nothing like this. And, like, like Earl, that one movie where it's, like, Earl Guy and the Dying Guy or Earl oh, whatever and the Dying yeah. Guy, like... What the fuck is that? The girl, Earl and the like Earl yeah. and the Dying Girl. Or it's like, like Earl, that. like Earl, whatever something. Earl and then, something and the Dying Girl. Yeah, and like literally, the title has the word "Dying Girl" in it. And like that's you know not, how it ends. And like, and that's not like a play on words. Like that's not cheeky. Like that's like she's literally dying of cancer. Like that's crazy. You know? Yeah. And um, I just think it's so interesting. Because there's one book in particular, I always think about this book from time to time, and I think I should reread it. It's about this one, it's about these two people, and they're very different. Like, the guy, he's, like, a punk, he's kind of punk, and he's just kind of, like, weird, and, like, he wears, like, black all the time. Like, punk, like, emo type. Okay. Yeah. And then the girl, she's supposed to be, like, her family's, like, literally from, like, Sweden or something. And so, so she's blonde and she wears like, like in the book, like the author really like tried to hit it home that she's like Norwegian. I think it's Norwegian. So she's wearing like clogs and peasant skirts and crocheted. Like the entire book. Yeah. Like, and men are like fawning over her. But that was the point of the book was they were two very different people and they were both really into kind of like, you know, like she's super into cottage core, let's say, because that's kind of where it was leaning. But you mean Swedish core at that point. Yeah. And that, but he's really into his emo stuff, right? <laughs> and so they yeah. kind of just like, they don't really make friends because they're both kind of weird, but then they end up learning to be friends or they end up really learning more about each other. And I think it was like a really good book because they didn't really end up in together in the end and they didn't really have much of like chemistry like like that wasn't the point and I thought it was like really good because it's like there's so and I used to read like a lot of books like that like how to say goodbye in robot that was another book I remember that. that book that book made me cry that was such a good book and it's like it's so sad because like those books they're like coming of age novels for young adults for young girls and then from that like you really can't learn to serve somebody until you come of age I think you think so? You think coming of age teaches you how to serve somebody? I think it. I think within. I think it falls on society. The, no, nothing falls on society. No, I think. Oh, oh contraire. No, I no, think no, no. Everything falls on society. No, I think for a weak person, yeah, it falls on society. But but for, here's the thing. Here's what you're not considering. Most people are weak. I know, and I think they should stop that. I know. Yeah, so, I'm not well, engaging. Stop that! Wow. Cured. Yeah. I'm not engaging in it. No, but that's who we need to engage. I know. The literal but listen, of I am not enabling that. If you look for your answers in society, then like, yeah, you're always going to be wrong. No, and I'm not upset. enabling that. But it's like we can't believe these things and not intrinsically have a desire to change society. You know, of what course. I mean? Yeah. I mean, of course, it's like this is how society honestly should run. 
Yeah. And, like, it should be a coming-of-age thing where you figure out, like, people's emotions and, like, empathy and apathy and all that bullshit. Yeah. Like, where you figure out the difference when one's necessary and one's not. Yeah. But it's, like, we lose it all together because we're so self-pitying because that's what we are literally trained to be. I know. No, it's true, and I think it is that, but it's, like, of course we contend with society and with what it says, but obviously I'm not pulling my answers from society, but I'm pulling my examples from it. Yeah. And, well, I think, okay, to say that to learn how to serve comes from society, no. I think it comes from a person learning what that means. Well, yeah. And it's, like, society is an influence in everybody's life, whether it's good or bad or you want it or not. Like, it's an influence, but when you come of age when you kind of understand how the world works when you like see things not through your emotional selfish lens when you're like this is the reality of life these are the good these are the bad and this is who i am in it and like you understand you can change and evolve through it and with it and you can learn and all that stuff then you can really understand how to serve another person yeah you know what it's true. Like, it's such a shame, like, watching all these things. Like, I just watched Ginny and Georgia. Oh, yeah. On Netflix. And it's like, oh, my gosh. It's so annoying. Like, how self-gratifying literally every single person is all the time. Yeah. And it's like, shut the fuck up. It's just crazy to me. And it is. <laughs> it's like, none of you are important, but you all should be more important than yourselves to another. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and then it's like, and then we raise our kids to, to watch things like that and be like, that is the teenage experience. No, but, like, like, we oh, ra- oh. like, parents raise their kids because they're afraid of being uncool and unaccepted by society, by friends who that they don't have, by the way, because they had kids, so they don't have friends anymore. So who are they trying <laughs> to impress? What are they trying to prove yeah. to who exactly? And um, so they let their kids be selfish. And then there's, where's your men? Where's your men asking out the girls? Where's your girls being servants unto their significant others and to their partners you know what i'm saying like there's absolutely nothing and then it's like oh well not if you don't agree with me then you're as good as done like i'm not even gonna try to listen to you i'm not even gonna try to understand what's going on and that's just it's so upsetting yeah it's so sad and it's so selfish because i think serving a person is like so gratifying i i was gonna say i think it's very rewarding yeah like being like being a servant unto others those especially who can't repay you and understanding like, we're put on earth here to help each other. Like, I always say the Lord provides, and it's like... He, he does, always... but sometimes he provides through you. Exactly, and that's what I think is so beautiful. Because it's yeah. like the birds, they don't worry about where they rest at night or where their food's coming from. Like, if the birds don't worry, like, you don't, yeah, you shouldn't why should worry. Yeah, we? are more important. Exactly, and it's like, and it's like, that is just, like, so beautiful that, like, I could be put in a place somewhere to help a person that I don't know, and because I have the Holy Spirit leading me, then I can, like, like I know that's exactly per- where I need to be. Exactly, and then we are able to serve one another and help one another because we're tapped into, like, hearing the Lord speak to us and work through us. Yeah. And I think that's like, it's so sad that society trades that, that beautiful thing for, oh, I just like book of moods. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Interesting book of moods. I know. But like, I know. Cause it's like, how many videos do you see and bullshit of like people helping homeless people? It's like, you have to do that. Like, for a camera to get whatever kind of gratification you think you need from that. Like, exactly. I think it's such bullshit. Exactly. And it's like, it's so much more to those people than like you like smiling on a camera it's like yeah you do help them but it's like if your intentions really aren't in the right place like 
It's so dumb. Like, things really should, like, good deeds should be done without recognition, like, all the time. Like, I feel like you should really do things without expecting something in return. Well, I think they do those And videos. that was the thing mommy, like, taught me. Yeah. Like, a long time ago. Because I made so many cards and stuff. And it was, like, when I was in my eighth grade, like, emo phase, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. I just want someone to do the same thing for me. And she's like, well, you're a fool to be doing these things and expect them to do the same in return. Like, no one owes you that. Like, you did those things because you were nice. Like, you should never do them expecting something. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, push into perspective for me. Obviously. I know. But it's like, nobody says that anymore. It's like, yeah, those videos could be made to, like, inspire others to go out and do the same thing. But it's yeah. like, you shouldn't have to be inspired by someone to be moved to help someone you recognize as innate. I think everybody has that innate sense of wanting to help. Of wanting to help others. Like, we do. Like, we do innately want to help. Yeah, and I think it's society that degenerates us. and Because we're all evil. We are all selfish creatures. We're all lazy. We're all cowardly. We can give a million excuses for why we shouldn't do something. But there are also... A lot of redeemable factors about us, too. Yeah, there are. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been worth saving, period. Exactly. And it's like, and it's like, we want to do that. We want to be, we want to help. We want to do good. But I think it's like a lot of our selfishness, a lot of the sin just kind of gets in the way of it. But I think that with that, with that being said, there's not a lot of, like, if they are closing the churches right now. Where is my avenue to help? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not saying that the church needs to be open for me to do something about no, but it. Like but where? the church equips you. Yeah. And if the church, the beacon of hope, the, the city on the hill, the whole reason America is existing right now, if they're closed and shuttered and they're like, yeah, this is good, and that's how they define love your neighbor, then we're in a crisis here. Yeah. We're in a major crisis. Because all this looks like is that, oh, these people said don't do it. I'm not going to do it because if I do it, then they're going to, it's tyranny. And I don't want tyranny in my life. I don't want to be subject to any discord. I only want peace. I only want quiet. I don't want to be upset. So I'm going to bend over backwards and, you know, bend myself like a pretzel and be like, I'm so comfortable right now. Like, look at me. Like, I don't have any issues. And then now look at your sheep. They're wandering. They're lost. You know, yeah. like the reason why I think we know what it means and what it looks like and how important it is to serve one another is because we have a church that equips us with the knowledge of yeah. how to do it. Yes, absolutely. And it's like we have parents that have equipped us. Yeah, we us. have a church up. Yes, we have a lot of authority figures that like help to put us up. And I think that's really good. And it's so sad because now it's like parents don't care about that. Yeah. And if parents don't care about that, then how are their kids ever going to care about that in their relationships? Yeah. We need to go back to the point, to the home, the homing, homing beacon. Like, uh, I mean, family <laughs> has fallen apart, like, with, like, two people working to provide a livable income and then, like, sacrificing your children to what the state teaches them. Like, exactly. You lose the family when, like... Like, uh, whoa, not to be super old. This is going to be taken out of context one day. Bite <laughs> in the ass, right? But they're going to cut this part out. But it's like, when women did, st- like, want to start work, that was a degenerate. That was the beginning of the degeneration of family. Yeah. And it's like, there is not an intrinsically bad thing with a woman working. But to have a woman be that equal in a workforce, you start to sacrifice your children for the sake of being equal to a man. And yeah. it's like, so those lesser than you, who you want to raise up to be a better generation, they go to the wayside because you in your present life 
want to be equal to someone that you think is somehow superior, even though we're constantly shit talking them. Yeah. And it's like, so you want to be equal to a man you don't believe is worth shit. And it's like, that's yes. my issue. I know. And that's so the whole thing. It's like, there's that. And then in the meantime, our kids are to the state. We don't know what they're learning. We don't know what they're growing up with. And then they grow up to resent you because why? Because why? <laughs> Because this whole time when you were trying to gain something in your life, you lost them to something that was so much worse. Exactly. And it's like, and it's, whatever, yeah. the, the absolute pinnacle of what you can gain is not anywhere close to what you've lost because of that choice. Mm-hmm. Like, not anywhere close. Like, mm-hmm. your children are so much more important. It's, and it's like, why, why is it shameful to say, I want, like, I saw a TikTok or something. I was like, not a TikTok. Like, no, yeah, I was like on, an Instagram thing. I was on, like, the Instagram reels. And there was this reel of this woman, and she was sitting there, and, like, the, it was, like, music in the background. And then the caption said, working, being, like, a modern woman in corporate America, climbing the ladder, doing good, making money. And then, like, the next scene was, like, randomly getting really depressed that I don't have a family. Why am I depressed? Like, randomly get like, why is that? It was, like, the weird, I should have liked that's it. That's so I know, weird. and I'm like, why is it? Because listen to Charlie Kirk. That's Here, why. Here's it, because <laughs> it's intrinsically in you, and you were raised to forget that. Yes, you were Entirely. raised to forget For that. For whose benefit, honestly? For yes. corporate? Like, fuck the man. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? fuck the man. Like, and, fuck the man. And, it's all, and also, in Betches, like, the Betches, you know, they have books or whatever and yeah. one of the books is like nine to five like when's happy hour it's about working and everything yeah. and the intro part is like dedicated to the women who want to climb the corporate ladder but also just want to make bake cookies at the end of the day and i'm like because that's what if a woman was literally given the option they would rather be at home all day make the house nice bake cookies you know, take care of the dog, make the appointments for yeah, the dentist, and make dinner. <laughs> and, and make din- they would really rather do that. I, I very much would. And then, and then that's why women who stay at home, they always are like, it's a job. You know, they all get so mad at you when you're like, Because it is, as a person who does stay at home. Because <laughs> it is a job. Like, it's a, like cleaning is manual labor. And like, also, it's a manual and it's labor also, job. also, why do they feel the need to defend themselves and say, it's a job? Why? Like, because it's like, we knew it was a job, and then somebody decided to undermine you because it wasn't the job they wanted to unfortunately, do. Unfortunately, it just makes no money. This is the unfortunate part. And it's like, yes, I think women, if they want to work, I think they should definitely be given equal opportunity to pursue that, op- you know, option. Yeah. But I don't think, I, I just don't think for women, it's their idol as much as they want it to be. And that's why... They lose sight of what's important. Like, it's not as fulfilling as I think it will yeah, be. Yeah, and then it's like, it's true. They're like, oh, men are toxic. Men are this. Men are that. I want to be exactly like a man. So I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. I'm going to have sex whenever I want it. I'm going to be, I'm going to ghost people. I'm going to leave them. I'm not going to talk to them. Yeah. But but yet, you men are dumb and pigs. Well, what yeah. are you? You like, how like dare they too. treat me that way, even though you do the same thing? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you can't hate a man for doing the exact same thing that you're willing to do. Well, like, and they debase themselves. So instead of making the men better, they try to become like the men. Yeah. It, and that's the whole thing, because they're I like, know, well, I I'm going to bring I you I always down. hated that. Yeah. Where it's like, women are like, fuck these men. I'm going to be just like them. Like, you hate them. I know. You don't like them. And then it's like. Like, make them like you. And then it's the whole thing. And yeah, we're losing the whole female gender. I did, like, for what? what? Going on. For what? I know, like, what is going on? And then it's like the idea is I'm not going to bring you up to my level. I'm going to bring myself down to your level. It's like with the whole, like, money wage thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, like, 
eat the rich, right? Okay, so instead of me working hard to meet the rich, I'm going to just make them poor like me. Like, what's Yeah, I'm just going to make them stop working and, and then, bring them down. And then their argument is it's not a fair playing field. Yeah, it is. Actually, if you work hard every day and apply yourself, it's a fair playing field. And honestly, really look at the rich people. They're doing some dirty shit. They are doing some like, dirty shit. Like, you don't want to eventually have the IRS after your ass. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, also, it's like, define what you think wealth is. Is really wealth to you having yachts and planes and houses? Or is it just being able to pay your bills and live in a nice area? And not worry about buy a nice thing every now and then yeah like really what's your definition why are we eating the rich why can't you just focus on your own self yeah and make a comfortable living for yourself yeah and it's like the whole structure of everything that makes a society good and that makes people happy is completely being debased and then they wonder why they're on drugs they wonder why they're killing themselves they wonder why they're upset and you're gonna blame the government (laughs) yeah and you're gonna say there is no god yeah it's just it's crazy it's too much this is a tangent. But the point of the story is, you now that Ryan has calmed down. I know. Because this whole, this whole this episode whole is going to be mostly him sounding like a gremlin in the background. <laughs> Absolute gremlin. Oh my gosh. Now he's laying on the marble because he's trying to cool down because he's fucking ridiculous. I know. I know. <laughs> but at the end of the day... It's so important to serve each other, you guys. It's so it's so important to serve each other. And Not as what you can do for the government, but what the government can do for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But. No. No, because Kennedy said that and then he got shot because he said that. <laughs> Kennedy said that? Yeah, he said, ask not what the government can do for you, ask what you can do. Not, don't ask what America can do for you, but ask what you can do for America. That's what he said. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah, because he was basically saying, like, because everyone wanted, like, handouts and he's like, don't ask what, like, you can yeah. get from us, ask what you can you do. You know, like, dogs don't have that many teeth if you look at them. Like, I'm seeing No, like I know. Ryan, Ryan doesn't have many teeth. I love him. No, I love you too. You got tiny little teeth. Sassy little face. Okay. But, but you yeah, should serve each other. The point is, like, don't, like, start, and you don't even have to start, you shouldn't start big, because you're going to maybe not be as successful as you would hope. But I would say start, like, with your family. That's, like, a big thing. Yeah. Like, start serving your family and, like, listening to them and hanging out with your grandparents Hanging out with your aunts, your uncles, babysit your cousins, your nieces, like, whatever it is that you have. Like, really, and if you don't have a good relationship, I would say really look inside and think, what is the reason why? Do I want a good relationship? Is it me? Is it them? Is it salvageable? Sometimes it's not salvageable, and that's okay. That doesn't mean that you're not being of service or you're not being empathetic or whatever, but it's, like, I think start there, and then once you really, like, pour into your family you know, in a healthy way with boundaries and all that nonsense, then you can really start pouring into your friends and you can start, you know, finding people who encourage you, who you want to encourage. And not just because like, oh, like I have to be nice to them, but like you genuinely understand what they're going through and you genuinely want to help them. Yeah. And then you can move on into a relationship because a relationship is the ultimate service that you can do for a person because you, it's like the most selfless act you could possibly choose. Yeah. And I think that, yes, I think being a servant is really what makes the world turn. And especially women. I think women being servants. And that's not just like, oh, because women are more submissive. But it's like, 
men really do listen to women like men are the head and women are the neck and that is so true it's so true and the reason why that is is because women humble themselves yeah and people are way more apt to listen to a, a person who is humble than a person who is egotistical that's why yeah. you have the toxic patriarchy right but it's like you look at all those bajillionaires which one do you like elon musk or jeff bezos elon musk because he's humble yeah you know, because he's like, at any point, this could be taken away from me. And he's like, doesn't care. I know. <laughs> and he's like, I, I built it once, I'll build it again. You know what, that's so funny. I, <laughs> I, I sure liked it. I just saw this TikTok where it's like the most, like, I'm about to do impersonation of the most, in, like, annoying person you know. Like, the most annoying person. And this is the impersonation she went. And she goes... You know, Jeff Bezos doesn't actually have his money straight in his account like that. Like, it's not all in his bank account. Like, making excuse for Jeff Bezos. Oh. I'm like, that's so funny. Like, fuck Jeff Bezos. I know, but it's like, it's okay that he made money, but I'm saying, But, like, like to be that and cruel with it. No, insane. I know. Well, that's... No, but, yeah, yeah, no. No, but, but it's I know like, what you're saying. People you're saying. like a humble person, and when... And women tend to be more humble because they die to themselves. Yeah. And then they really end up getting what they want anyway. So why is everyone belly aching? Like, what do you really want? We have nothing better to do. We have nothing better to do. We need more healthy and drama. strives off of discomfort and dissatisfaction. And people love drama. There's there's healthy drama. Like, friend drama that, that really isn't going to go anywhere. That yeah. won't hurt anybody. But people like the, the nasty drama. And I don't know why. I just don't get it. I'm going to... Anyway, serve one another. There's really more gained than lost. And also, it's never embarrassing to humble yourself. It's never, honestly. I, is that why people don't humble themselves? Because yeah, they're embarrassed? it's a pride thing. Pride is very strong. Pride like, is pride a seven is, deadly sin. Pride, I would say it's the most prominent one that I see in everybody. Like, everybody has pride. I know. Like, not everyone really has gluttony no. or vanity well, I think pride, and stuff yeah. like that. But, like, pride... Is a motherfucker. Well, I think pride more than ever. Because I know they they have literal parades for pride. And I'm not saying gay pride. It's it's not just for the gays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's literal parade for a seven deadly sin. I'm not even talking about, like, gayness. Like, it, it's, like, so beyond the fact. Like, you could have pride and, like, tag, like, bakers or something. Like, yeah. cobblers. Like, I don't even care who it is. It doesn't even matter. Because Pride is a seven deadly sin, and I always thought, I all when, like, Pride parades first started happening, like, I mean, whatever, like, we obviously, we're Christians, so we don't like that choice, but, like, yeah. whatever, it's, like, you make that choice, Who you deal we with it. Hate you for that? I know. <laughs> like, that's so fucking rude. Yeah, but it's, like, but the thing is, it's like a pri- a parade for a literal deadly sin. Like that's how I've always seen it. Mm. And I, it's like, well, yeah, the Lord's gonna be angry because it's not like oh, gay rights. Like I don't even care. Like I don't even give a fuck. Like you could have like cat rights. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Like the fact is, you have like it's called pride. I know, like pride. And, like, refusal to like go of your pride. I know because it's like whenever I hear it, it's like oh, like pride, like pride. Okay, what's what's pride? Like what are you being proud of? Like I'm proud to be gay. I'm proud to be transgender. Okay, so we're like all proud to be something random. So that's not the point the point is that we're justifying our bad behavior and being like i'm better than you and i'm proud of it yeah but you're not really any better because you're really no different wow you're gay okay great like move on like why do we have to have a parade about it it's not because you're being gay it's because we want to highlight the fact that we are proud yeah. Because nothing good comes from pride nothing good comes like not like if it was a pride parade for like 
cookie makers. Like, nothing good. Cut, like, you shouldn't be that proud to be a cookie maker. You're just a person, you know? Yeah. Like, why are we... I don't know if I'm landing this plane, but I just don't think it's good to have, like, a whole thing just about, like, pride. Like, I'd rather just say gay. Like, the gay parade. Like, gay rights. <laughs> yeah, like, that. Like see, that doesn't even have as bad of, like, a feeling as pride. Yeah. You know, like, pride, it just feels so, like... Like, what uh, if a straight man was proud? Like, would you like that? Like, is he allowed to be at pride? Maybe not. Proud I don't know. Proud I don't know. Well, probably because the point is to just be proud. Because then, where, where, what does pride get you? It gets you, you know, your hard-headed, bull-nosed, you're stubborn, yeah. you're not listening to anybody because I'm proud and I'm right and I'm justified. And all that parade does is just makes people justified in, like, nothing, pretty much. Yeah. Like, they're just a person. Okay, they're man that likes man. Okay, fine, whatever. Like, go about your life. Like, whatever yeah like what can't you like can you not buy something like like you literally don't even have to tell people you're gay and you could like function in society you know what i'm saying it's like and also it's like the cake people they sued they won okay move on with your life move on with your life you know but i think the point is the pride because then once you have pride now you have ego and now you don't have service yeah and that's the main problem yeah one of my orders just shipped. All right. And <laughs> on that note, Allison is leaving the chat. <laughs> I'm excited about my quilt from my collection, Cetra catalog. Not yeah. sponsored, not affiliated. My hair looks really good right now. My hair is like kind of greasy and the nail fell off. Like a fake nail. Okay. Well, we love you. Well, lovey, lovey, dovey. Emily, that was great about I know. Love the segment. Maybe you could get rid of that. No, I, I don't think I will. It was nice. I love this. Love, love you, lovey, daddy. Love you, lovey, daddy. Talk to you next week. Talk to you later. See you later. <laughs> the dog likes the accent. Yes, he did. Oh, good boy. Love you, babies. Okay. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Goodbye.